Welcome to the Styano Plastic Surgery Podcast with plastic surgeon JJ Styano, the only plastic surgeon in the UK who owns a clinic specializing in breast and body contouring. Uh, been away for a couple of weeks and uh, back now back into it had to set things up which has made me a little bit tardy um, a little bit tardy biggie but uh, nevertheless here now so um, double screening as it were on the uh, on the gram to my right and the book straight ahead so um, and the tube tri- triple screening triple screening so we're on the, the YouTube as well because I am um, quite an established YouTuber, in case you didn't know. So if you haven't uh, followed me on YouTube, you don't follow people on YouTube, do you? Subscribed to me on YouTube, then please do so, because because um, I've got stuff on there. Anyway, um, so we've got some questions tonight. I'm, I don't know, I'm on my laptop, so I'm assuming my laptop's kind of got built-in microphone. Yeah, I think it has, isn't it? Uh, right then, so I'm going to get straight into it, if that's Okay. Uh, time waits for no man. So the first uh, question, if you don't mind, I'm going to kick off with uh, with this one, but please feel free to chip in if you've got one of your own. Uh, goes something like this. Um, <clears throat> is it worth considering a crescent lift if you do not want the scarring of a full mastopexy? Well, a lot of these questions most, if not all of the questions really, certainly in, in the plastic surgery world, are quite um, subjective. The, the responses are quite subjective. So I'm going to give you the response that I of my view on it, but it does not mean that this is what everyone would say, because obviously, well, maybe not obviously, I mean, a crescent lift exists as a procedure and people are out there doing crescent lifts. So if it didn't, if it wasn't worth it, they wouldn't do it. So there's obviously people out there who think it is worth doing crescent lifts. Um, do you want to be in my live video? I'm assuming, right, I've got a request. Um, Nita, you've requested to be in my live video. If that's the f- if that's a misclick, I'm going to ignore it. If not, let me know, and I will, I will, by all means, split screen sort of with you if you if you're interested in having a chat. Um, so, uh, so yes, yeah, so, so crescent lifts do exist in the world, and so there are people out there who do crescent lifts. My personal view on crescent lifts is that they don't really do a lift of the breast. They're not really a breast. They're, they're really an areola lift. So if your areolas are not level, um, they will, they will let lift an areola. Um, the only thing about a crescent lift, because you're taking skin from sort of above the the nip the, the areola and pulling it up it will tend to elongate the areola a bit and um i don't think it gives any significant uh breast lift in terms of skin tightening of the breast and um so i don't do it i don't do a crescent lift and i also don't do a circumferential um a circum areola lift but that's just me um people do and the, the techniques exist so it's really a, 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 and goes back to one of the things I often say to people, which is that it's more important to choose a surgeon rather than worrying too much about the um, 
the actual technique that they're going to use within limits. You know, uh, we've all got our own views about different um, techniques, and I completely understand why someone doesn't want the scarring of a full mastopexy. But in my view, um, you need at least around the areola and straight down for any, any significant degree of lift, which would be the lollipop or circumvertical scar. So that's kind of where I would be on that. I don't do the crescent lift or the circumareola lift. But as I say, they exist in the world and there are surgeons out there who are doing it. And so I'm sure they're getting, you know, good results. And if they're getting good results with it, then, then um, you know, you may well be able to find a surgeon who will be able to do that for you. So if you specifically want a crescent lift, then, um, yeah, maybe you could find someone who could do that for you. But I'm probably not your guy. Well, almost certainly not your guy if you specifically want a crescent lift because it's not my, really my bag. Right, this thing keeps on flashing here, so I think you want to join. So I'm going to accept your request to join, uh, Anita, to see if you want to join. So if you want to talk to me, I can, I'm not quite sure what happens when I accept your lift. Oh, you declined. Oh, okay, so maybe it was a misclick. Sometimes people misclick that, but if you do want to chat with me live, we can give it a go, see what happens. But uh, but usually it's a misclick. Um so what we've got here sorry not sure why that's come out okay don't worry um do you offer treatments to tighten skin and stretch marks it's my tummy area not too severe but with aging it's not recoiling as much um following weight loss and working out these past few years no no um and i know people I know I probably should. I probably should. Um, there are there are treatments to to well, you have two things: tightening skin and stretch marks. I don't really know any of anything good for stretch marks. I don't really know of any good treatments. It's a bit dark, isn't it? Is there anything I can do to like How about I turn a bit? Is that better? Is that a bit lighter? So I don't know of any good treatments for stretch marks at all, personally. Um, in terms of um, skin tightening, again, we probably should do this. This is sort of non-surgical world, uh, radio frequency, and there are there are sort of machines that deliver energy to the skin that uh, is um, proposed to cause skin tightening. But um, we don't do any non-surgical work at the clinic. It's a purely surgical clinic. Um, so we do surgery. We're all plastic surgeons and we do surgery. So in order to tighten skin, the way we would do it would be surgery. And that's basically body contouring surgery, which is breast lifts, arm lifts, thigh lifts, face lifts, tummy tucks. We don't do face lifts, but, um, but you know, all these lift type operations are skin tightening operations. But if you're looking for treatments, which kind of suggests non-surgical, we don't do that. Um, I usually recommend Claire Oliver who is at Air Aesthetics in uh, Henley and Arden, who kind of specializes in non-surgical. Some people specialize in non-surgical. Some people specialize in surgical. So, um, you know, I would recommend it what, what someone who sort of does non-surgical, really, <laughs> rather than someone who doesn't. I wouldn't really recommend someone who doesn't. So it's me. So, I mean, I don't know. I don't know if I'm... Um, I'm number 52 and um I, I i don't think i want to start learning anything new um 
I probably shouldn't be saying this live on TV because if I do start doing non-surgical, then, you know, they'll probably say, oh, you said you didn't do anything new. But I tell you, as I sit here now, um, you know, I spent a long time learning about surgery, doing surgery and stuff. Um, and it's just another world, the non-surgical world. And I just feel that there are some people out there, that's all they do. They've done it all their lives sort of thing. And... Um, I, I, I don't I, I don't want to do it and I know people say I should do it because um oh cocoon aesthetics what's that you're crying crying or laughing I don't know um because I've got a clinic and everything and and, it, and it's nice for people to come to the clinic and I would like to have something at the clinic where people can come and uh you know and, and spend a bit of time at the clinic because I do believe in trying to build a community that's what I'm trying to do in my clinic and non-surgical work would probably do that but I don't do any. I don't know. That's just how it's worked. Here we go. Thank you for everything, JJ. Can't thank you and your team enough. You're welcome. Um, Kelly Lee, you are very, very welcome. Any time, Kelly. Any time. Cocoon, laughing. You're funny. You don't need to learn. <laughs> right, yeah. Well, I probably do. I probably do. Well, I don't. people say I should get into this non-surgical stuff. People, other people, other surgeons got clinics and stuff. They all say you've got to do your surgery and everything. Hey ho, here I am, and I'm not doing any. And I'm in a hotel room uh, with a eight pack of Pano Chocolat and a carton of cranberry juice. That's what it's come to, guys. That has what it's come to. Anyway, you make life choices, and you have to just stick with them, don't you? So. Uh, I've made my, I've made my life choices, so I'm not gonna mustn't grumble. I'm not, I'm not gonna complain. I'm just gonna get on with it and answer the questions because that's what I do. Okay, so let's stay with the program. We've got a question here about a tattoo. I have a tattoo that goes all the way around my ankle. What are reasonable expectations regarding the scarring? If I wanted tattoo excision, um, if you've got a tattoo that goes all the way around your ankle, that is going to leave a bad scar. So I would say just 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 on that alone, saying I've got a tattoo that's going all the way around my ankle, I'm going to say I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that is not a good tattoo for a for an excision. Uh, reason being, it would give you a circumferential scar around your ankle, which wouldn't be great. Uh, and the ankle's got really tight skin. There's not a huge amount of spare skin because you've got to remember your ankle's got to move because you've got to walk. Um, so unless it's kind of like a line, but if it's a line and we cut it out, then it's going to give you a line scar. So what's the point in doing that? It'll be a scar instead of an ink line. So um, just I think the reasonable expectations would be to do laser, really. And I don't think that sounds like a particularly uh, favorable tattoo for excision. Um, ankle. Um, we've done some around the arm, which has worked quite well. That's a bit different. That that that, do, that, that gives you like a linear scar. Um, but the ankle, I think that would be a worse place for a scar. Now, Sam Van has asked to join the live video. I'm assuming, Sam, it's a misclick. Um, but I'd be very happy to have you on board if you want to promote your new business venture. So um, Sam has got a... Um, 
cafe, a new cafe. So you're welcome to use my platform and my five followers. Well, actually, you're one of them. My four followers to uh, promote. But not, let's not forget Facebook and YouTube. Yeah, you want to get on? Okay. Uh, go live. There you go. I'll click go live. Oh, God. Has that worked? Accept. Right. There we go. Are we split screen? I'm with you, Sam. It's... We've got a lot now this isn't going to work for facebook and my facebook and youtube followers plural because both of them so they're not going to be able to see this but i'm sure it's going to be scintillating conversation with sam uh when um who knows she might be going live from her new business um sam are you there are you at your new business oh you're gone okay well, we've lost Sam on the live broadcast there, but maybe she'll be back. Um, but uh, but yeah, we'll, we'll we'll carry on, and if we can get if the yep yeah, hello if the people in the back office can get Sam back on, we can do a live chat, which will be the first, which will be very interesting. If anyone wants to do a live chat, very happy to chat with you live as long as you don't swear and keep to the same exacting standards that the uh, live Q and A is used to. Um, so yeah, tattoo around the ankle, not, not great, I wouldn't have said. Um, <clears throat> how long after giving birth before I can have breast augmentation? I am not breastfeeding. Uh, the, I always say the best is a year, but I understand that a lot of people uh, are on maternity leave for a year and so want to have it done before then. So I think the kind of standard, I think most people would say six months, but I think six months is standard after giving birth. The reason being that your breasts will kind of settle uh, after giving birth. So six months is the normal to see how they settle and see how the shape changes. It takes longer than to settle if you are breastfeeding. Obviously, breastfeeding is good. So, you, but you want to have some a period of time after breastfeeding to let the breasts settle, recoil the size. You know, they, they'll kind of get smaller and they might settle in terms of their shape. So you've got, got to give it that time to let the breasts settle so that you can see what you're dealing with so you're working at a level playing field um so six months is kind of that minimum i think a year is better the other thing to consider if you have just given birth is you have got a small child at home so that is something to consider if you're having surgery um having a six month old at home would be quite hard maybe a year maybe they're starting to walk, walk and that might be a bit easier to manage possibly but um uh, yeah, so I normally say a year, six months is normal. So if you want it done before your maternity year ends, often we do it around sort of 10 months or something or, or what have you. Um, oh, God. Oh, God. Sorry, I'm clicking. I'm waving. Uh, Sarah's got a message. Would you refer your clients for laser tattoo removal instead of surgical removal more often? Also, would you consider referring patients to erbium scar reduction? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I always tell patients to try laser first line. So laser, I feel that for, in terms of tattoo removal, laser is is first line. So pretty much, I would say pretty much everyone, pretty much everyone would, would, would have had a laser, would have tried laser that I see. Um, I can't off the top of my head think of anyone who hasn't. The only, I guess the only situation was someone who kind of like got a job interview next week and needs it gone sort of thing, you know. Um, but that, um, so obviously excision is instant, but of course excision leads to scar. So um, for sure, I think I would, I, I say I'll tell all my patients to um, go for laser tattoo removal 
first, first line. Uh, would you consider referring patients to erbium scar reduction? No, no, I don't. Uh, I don't. I gotta be honest with you, Sarah. I'm not sure what erbium scar reduction is, but if it's kind of like laser scar reduction, not a great believer of it. I think that most scars settle. If the scar is persistently red, then I might um, suggest laser. But most scars settle with time, and I'm um, yet to see any sort of compelling evidence about lasers and scars. Um, what I'd like to see is, is treating one half of the scar with laser and one half not and see it showing a difference. Because often with, with things like laser and things like um, silicone gel and what have you, people will say, look at this scar and we use the silicone for six months or we have so, 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 so many sessions of laser and look how brilliant it is six months later or a year later. Um, but often scars get really good even without uh, laser or, or or gel you know just i usually just say moisturize and massage often scars will settle so what you really need to do is kind of do part of the scar the treat part of the scar and not the other part to show that it's actually the laser or or what have you making the scar better so yeah i don't i don't refer patients for erbium scar reduction but certainly do recommend laser tattoo removal prior to excision for sure so um yeah so uh done that one what we got here what can i expect following implant removal with no breast lift how will they look who's asking that who is asking that question um well funny you should say that um so you can expect to have smaller less full breasts similar to how they were preoptively in fact they will probably will look worse than they were looked preoptively because the skin has been stretched and it really is about having a discussion with the patient to decide whether um, they're going to be comfortable with that uh, shape and presumably there's a reason for having the implants removed and that's the thing to focus on implants are shape and volume to the breasts and so if you remove the implants, you're going to lose that shape and volume. So you've got to think, why are you doing this? So if there's a problem with the implant or what have you, then you've got to say, well, at least I'm getting rid of that problem. If you're worried about the fact that you're going to lose the shape and volume, well, you, you could put another implant back in again. But then you perhaps run the risk of problems with implants, which are not without problems for show. So if it's purely shape, you could think of having a, uh, a lift. Um, Oh, that's what you're saying with no breast lift. Yeah, so breast lift would improve the shape, but it wouldn't give the same fullness as implants do. So even if you did have a lift, you'd have to accept that. And so what I normally say is, look, if you're having the implants removed for a reason, um, I mean, it depends on the patient, examine you, what, what have you. There's a lot to be said for just getting rid of the implant, seeing how you go. And in my experience, people often are okay with it. They accept that there's been benefits in removing the implants and they're, they accept the shape has gone, the volume's gone. Maybe the implants have done their job, whatever they, you know, when, when they had them at the time of their life. And, and um, you know, and you could always have a lift at a later date. Um, now, some people say, look, I know I'm not going to be happy, particularly if they've got large breasts. If the breasts are already sitting low, particularly if they're sort of falling off the implants, you might say, well, look, you know, that's fine. You can just have one operation with the implants removed and a lift. But um, it really is a personal discussion with the patient. We need, we need to examine you and see what's what to see whether a lift would be a good thing to do at the time of the implant removal or just to see how the breast settles. But often in my experience, they do, the breast tissue does recoil and it gives an acceptable shape, but it gives an shape of a breast which um, hasn't had implants in 
uh, which hasn't got implants in, but because they've had implants in, they will sit a bit lower than they did preoperatively, you know, before you ever had implants. So it's something to be kind of prepared for, if you like. Well, I've got to be honest, it's quite a crazy one today with all these people trying to join. But uh, sorry, we didn't get on get get to join with you, um, Sam, as it were. Um, so yeah, all right. Well. Um, I am going to go sit on that bed and what a bit of, watch a bit of Antiques Road Trip if there's no other um, pressing issues at, uh, at this juncture. Um, I'm going to wish you all a good night. Uh, it's great to be back. I know I've been away for two weeks. Great to be back. Uh, currently on location, but should be back at base next week. Same time, same place. Uh, 7 p.m., yeah, ask your questions, call me, WhatsApp me. Yeah, we're using WhatsApp a lot more now. I don't know what you feel about that. There's a button on the Facebook page that you can WhatsApp people um, if you've got a question. And you never know, you might find yourself on next week's show. Thanks, Jackie. Lovely to see you. Thanks for beginning and end. Thanks for supporting it. And, uh, yeah, I'm going to and, um, go and have a lie down. See you next week. Ciao, ciao. Stop the stream. Stop the stream. Have a question not covered in today's show? Then send it over to info at styanoplasticsurgery.co.uk using the hashtag AskJJ. We'd love to hear from you.